Okay, so recording started. And let's just open with a prayer. So taking that moment to center. And just drop into the heart and the stillness of this moment. Really feeling gratitude in our heart that we can do this, that we can join and heal and share and learn. Grateful for this community that stretches around the world. A huge circle reaching the globe. So we take hands and hearts. And with smiles, we just lift up everybody. We lift up what's to come trusting in its healing power. And we just call in the guardian angels, the guides. We call our higher Holy Spirit selves to be in charge. And we trust and have faith in what we are experiencing is helpful and healing to all people as we honor the oneness So with deep thanks, we just allow this call to take place. We trust its power. And so we just allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Okay, so I will unmute everybody, and we can go ahead and greet each other and get this party started. Here we go. Hi, this is Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. This is Chris. Um I'm in Ohio on my way to Indiana in a car and so I'm gonna put myself on mute. Next time you hear me I'll be next class I'll be in uh California. But I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You might have to mute me because I can't do okay. it. Okay. I got it. Okay. So just start to, Chris, if you can talk and you want to, but I will meet you here. Okay. Sorry. Safe Safe travels, Chris. This is Linda. (laughs) I was just going to say safe driving. This is Leslie. This is Linda at your EPA. Hello, Washington. DC. Sally in Toronto. Carl in Portland. Okay. So that is everybody, and um, I'm definitely here. It's just that I will soon be uh, driving home just because I've been 
seated a while. But anyway, just letting you guys know that I'm here, but I might mute, but I will be doing my best to monitor anything. <laughs> um, I also just want to thank everybody for their support. Um, you know, just listening to the ML1 call and just relating to people who feel like they're still stuck in the same issue. You know, my higher self says that, okay, there's still a little more, a little more cleaning to do. So I'm not judging my own stuff coming up, but um, I uh, I had this experience yesterday where I um, I had this feeling that there was tension between my husband and I, and of course, we're having sort of a tense week. So, of course, that could be there. Um, but it was like I experienced him as not being very loving in his way of speaking with me. And so it was upsetting to me to hold this space with him. It just felt tense. It didn't feel okay. And I didn't really know what to do with myself. And so I tried to bridge a conversation about it, but it was more like he wasn't really interested. You know, I can't say he wasn't interested, but he didn't acknowledge the same thing. So I kept trying to sort of say, like, well, it feels like there's something wrong. Are you, is there anything you want to share? And he just said no. So then I just felt so unsatisfied that we couldn't, that I couldn't do anything but sort of sit with the feeling. And, um, and of course it's shifting my mind about it, but it was just like, oh crap, it's already in my stomach. And so I was like, all right, how do I backtrack here? And I went and did some journaling, but it, it sort of didn't cut my visceral feeling. So I just ended up putting myself to bed for like a little bit of time. and um, But it just kind of felt childish. And so as I heard, Linda, you share about the inner child, I just was like, all right, I'm not getting my needs met. And I'm not sure what to do about it. And I feel like a kid who just wants to kind of be held, you know. So that was yesterday, and so I'm humbled by that, but that's just where I am. Some I was yesterday, and uh, I think I'm humbled that sometimes I don't have the microwave uh, solution. Like, oh, yeah, just... I'll just read this one line or I'll repeat this because it was already in my stomach. So I just wanted to share that. I like the idea of the microwave solution. <laughs> like, oh, let's push the 30-second button, not even the minute, just the 30-second. <laughs> <laughs> we should be able to do it quicker than this, right? Yeah. So I sit there, I tell my yoga students, you know, and I'll put them in a position that's kind of difficult to hold, and then I'll be like, just breathe. And so I get to work with that more, but I think it was another opportunity for me to do that. Breathe, stop judging it. Um, uh, Sometimes it feels like it's already taken shape in my body, and so... Yeah, and 
as long as I love myself through all of that, because um, my emotions tend to go to my digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, like, then I can say, well, maybe I didn't deal with this emotion in the most loving, mature way. And maybe there's a way that I could do it better next time. But for right now, my body is telling me that the most loving thing to do is to rest. Mm -hmm. And be still and be quiet and and just love myself no matter what icky feelings physically or emotionally are coming up. I, mean, I like doing that inner child um, meditation that um, you can find on YouTube, Dr. Q. Lynn mm. says. Okay. I usually end up falling asleep <laughs> before it's over, but um, it still feels very loving. Angela, was it that your husband wasn't able to support you the way that you had wanted him to or wished he could? Yeah, I had a little bit of that. I had not as I can recognize it's it's sort of decreased what I would how much I would put on him or something or another partner, but it was more like okay, and it even felt a little bit like are you taking this bait? Like are you going to take it? I'd love you to take this date and just, you know, and, but at the same time, there was a part of me that was like, it's okay, he's not, and that's okay, and, you know, that could be manipulation, so let's leave that alone, and let's just, like, um, like, just take care of myself. So definitely I I had a little part of me who wanted him to sort of swoop in and just be very comforting, but he wasn't doing that. So I I was more okay with that than I've ever been, you know, as I watched myself grow up. Um... But it was just a little saddening. Like, sometimes I have a sadness, like about the world and it's it's a really it's probably definitely an avoidance of responsibility of how I feel because I just want to end up going into a story of like oh man this world is freaking cold and tough <laughs> like darn you know and so there's little feelings but on the whole I was just more patient than I've been in the past So, well, that's exciting. 
It is, and he was doing his little way of like trying to like laugh, and I was like, oh, that's not really working. But I, I acknowledge your, <laughs> your. Uh, he was sort of doing a test, like, is this over yet? Like laughing, mm. smile, and I was like, eh, kind of, <laughs> like, not really gonna give you that either. <laughs> like, uh, it's gonna warm up to this. For an hour or two, you know, like a kid out of his nap, like I'm a little grog- groggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, I mean, because my Scott and I, neither one of us like to hold a grudge at all. But sometimes, I, you know, I get mad at something, and he's one. I mean, one thing I love about him so much is that he makes me laugh, and he'll do the same thing. He'll be like telling a joke or trying to give me a smile, and sometimes I just have to look at him and say, Scott. I'm still upset about this. I'm not ready to forgive you. And he's like, okay. And then, like, uh-huh. an hour later, he'll be like, so how's it going? <laughs> because I'm just the type that I don't I, I don't always – I need time to process alone. Yeah. And, and I understand I've gotten – as I've matured and our marriage has matured, it's like – I recognize, I'm sure you guys have all heard about how men and women, I'm sure, can go in their cave and it's just like if they've had a bad day and they don't want to talk about anything and they're just in their cave and I used to poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, and I'd try to get him in a better mood, you know, and then he'd snap at me and then it would hurt my feelings and then I'd be upset and it would just turn into an ugly situation. And I really learned for us that the most loving thing for me to do when he's in his cave is to just let the man be in his cave. And the less that I bug him, the quicker he comes out of it. And I'm so grateful that I have learned that about us. And I don't know, Linda, I know you you guys have been married a while, too, if you can relate with that at all, if you guys. Oh, yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm usually the bear, though. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much anymore, but I used to be the bear. <laughs> and I can yeah, remember... You just want to be left alone. Yeah, and... um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was the grouchy one. I mean, I was the grouchy one. My mother tells stories about when I was a baby and I would wake up from my naps so grouchy that she would throw a chocolate chip in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm addicted to chocolate, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think marriages in all relationships, they really, like Jennifer says, they're they're great tests for us all. And and some days I know I do better than others. And I also have come to the point in our relationship that I don't expect from him something that he's incapable of giving me. And sometimes right. I question that if, like, is that right? Is that wrong? But I just, it's like, and I know you've all heard Wayne Dyer say it, you know, it's like squeezing a lemon and expecting an orange juice to come out, you know? I mean, he can't give me what I need sometimes, and thank God I have my mom who, I am so close to, and, and we are soulmates in a sense, and and we can talk about things, and, and I'm grateful for that. You know, is, is my marriage, like, super deep, super intimate? No, it's not. But it works for me, and 
I love Scott, and Scott loves me, and we can have fun together, and he's been very supportive through my whole job agonies, <laughs> and it's okay. I just, I can accept him for what he can and what what he doesn't, doesn't, quote, give me, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's taken me a long time. Don't get me wrong, Angela. I mean, in the beginning, it was hell, <laughs> you know? I mean, it was it was not easy at all, you know. I think it was and more actually, difficult. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, actually, we divorced after seven years, and then we got remarried. So it's it's been quite a oh. quite an interesting journey. <laughs> so, what were you going to say, Linda? I was going to say, I think it was more difficult for my husband dealing with me in the earlier years because. Mm. Um, Hormonal stuff, mood swings, depression. Mm-hmm. He put up with a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it balances out. It balances out in the end. Um, you know, we both have our stuff, and we're both accepting of each other's stuff, and. Um, I think we're both grateful that the other one can love us with all of our baggage, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, knowing that there's still going to be some days when we're not crazy about each other for whatever reason. Right. You know, whether we woke up on the wrong side of the bed or the other one's just being cranky. But yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. But I think hey. I think it's worth it. I think the the basis too, I mean, is that strong foundation. I mean, I truly trust God a hundred percent. I mean, there's no I, I completely trust him. And that is huge for me because trust has always been such an issue for me growing up without a dad and blah 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 and I just think that trust in trusting my trusting yourself and and in your spouse I think because we went through well we didn't really go through the whole porn issue but because he's never hidden that for me it's it's more like if I accidentally clicked on something he's like hey I warned you not to click on my emails before you know and and I know a few years ago I was just very distraught about it, very upset and. Not that I thought that he would cheat on me, but just that what – it's like I, I just truly took it so personally. Like, I thought he was into, into – you know, and it's not like he – I just I just took it personally, and I really come – and, he, you know, it's just not a big deal now. I mean, he – it's not personal. It's really – he has nothing – to do with me, and now we even can laugh about it because I'll just give him the Victoria's Secret catalog that comes in. I'm like, here, honey, check out page four, you know, <laughs> just truly laugh about it, and it's not a big deal. But, you know, five years ago, it was a big deal, and it was heartbreaking, and I mean, I had to work through it much more than Sky did because he didn't understand why I was upset, and I could not make him understand why I was upset. Mm-hmm. And I just, I had to, I actually don't know what I had to do, but I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. I'm over it now. (laughs) 
but it's I'm not making light of it, Angela. I'm really not. No, it's, it's okay. It's not easy. It, it's not. Until it is, you know, yeah. I guess. Well, I think it's tremendous that you brought it up. I, I love the topic of sex. I think it's a big, uh, you know, people are very uncomfortable talking about it. And um, I think there's tremendous healing there. Personally, I don't, I think the biggest hit of, when I say hit, for me, and I don't know if it's being a man or not, is sexual intimacy and that you know how to define a sexual relate i mean a holy relationship and uh from a special relationship with sexuality it can be very confusing on this spiritual path so I'm really glad you brought it up and i'm I'm sorry that you're struggling with it. I've certainly struggled with it um but I'm single um I mean I'm not in a committed relationship, and that's a whole other thing you know um sexuality outside of committed relationships. So um, I think it's great that you brought it up. And I'm I'm really, while I know you're going through the pain, I, I just think it, there's so much healing for so many people on this area. So thank you, Angela, for being so authentic. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I mean, I, I don't think any... Like, go ahead. I don't think, for me, anything goes to the depth of unworthiness than mm. intimacy and sexuality and self-worth. So mm-hmm. I think there's deep healing there. And I don't, I, it sounds like on one of the recordings that uh, Carla recommended Regina's, you know, she she is very open about that experience she had with Laurent. And I happened to met, meet her at the time and uh, be the love, she used to do these be the love uh, workshops uh, and she was I met Laurent and I didn't know they were going through it at the time but afterwards you know she shared so openly about it and her healing that took place from that relationship I don't think that was Laurent being unfaithful or anything it was just they were intimate and then all of a sudden he went cold turkey on her and just she went into mm. this total self-hatred then but it was provided such deep healing for her yeah Okay, I only miss. I only got part of that. I'm dealing with some contractors today. So, what did, what did you say? Are you serious, Tony? You want me to repeat? <laughs> <laughs> I was rambling, I, I, so I can't repeat what I just said. Okay. It was. It's uh-huh. just basically sexual healing and honesty and uh, self worth being so tied to sexuality and our mm-hmm. our partners. Wow! I don't, I don't, was that me? It must have been another, another, another me. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I don't understand what you mean when you say that. Oh, because I'm you not... had said, Philip, that she had suggested something to me. Oh, like that I. Yeah, you su- did. Did you suggest Regina's uh, uh, healing with her, oh. Laurent? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. Yes. Of. Oh, okay, I, 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 okay, I can get it all of it. So thank you. That's enough. Hmm. 
Well, Jennifer suggested I watch a movie. I don't know, because I post in both ML2 and 3, because um, I feel like I'm in both. But um, she had suggested I watch. Let me just see what it's called. But it was like, I'm kind of like, oh, boy. Because, um, it's like a movie about a guy in the porn industry. And I'm like, here we go. Oh, Don Juan or something? Don John. Yeah. So it's just like, okay. And so it's sort of like I'm on this precipice of uh, moving forward. So like, okay, enough of like just staying stuck in this. So it's like, all right. It's like, oh, I don't like swimming pools. They're traumatic. Let's start in the shallow end. Okay, (laughs) you know. Like, okay, but at the same time, it's like, you you know, who wants to stay in this spot? This is no good. Because if I get pushed in, you know, that'll be worse. So, but there's some stuff around it, so I, it, it'll be great for me to use the tools and, and move through this. Well, speaking of which, I don't know if it's going to help you. It helped me a lot. Um because it's not really dealing with unfaithfulness or, or pornography, but uh, it deals. Regina recommended it to me. It's David Hoffmeister has a video out there. I'm sure you can find it in its site called Healing the Shame and Guilt Around Sexuality. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's in his, um, when he was in doing a lot of work in China and his translator. Um, I found it very healing um, for what it's worth. So, Thank you. So how do you define a special relationship versus a holy relationship, Angela? Well, the way I wrote my marriage vows was sort of trying to, like, in my best understanding, highlight the holy relationship. And so um, just wording it however it comes, but it was more like that it's not about, like, holy relationship would be be in a relationship for the aspect of forgiving. So we're joined together to accept each other, work at that, and forgive each other as the main component to kind of know each other's wholeness versus to be in a special relationship where you're maybe trying to change people based on what, trying to make them love you the way you want to, make them do what you want them to do. Um and to be like codependent, just getting something from them that you're not giving yourself, and then getting in a web of that. So for me, it helps when I have the understanding of okay, why are we joined? Are we joined because he gives me everything I want? No, because his, you know, if people say our soul's contract has joined us for this time, and then. And he's going to stimulate things that are unhealed in me. 
So the holy relationship would be, you know, that as the purpose. Yeah, I like that. So my spiritual practice is to just be aware of my old patterns as they come up and my unhealed stuff as I get shown and love myself through it. But I've made such, you know, I can see in my life through relationships, but I remember being so angry at this boyfriend because I went to his soccer game. I thought I dressed up like really nice, like, oh, I'm looking good, you know, and I'm making this effort. He didn't say anything about the way I dressed or maybe didn't even acknowledge me, and it made me feel like negative one inches high, zero. And I remember just didn't know what to do with myself. And I went home, and I remember sitting, like, against the wall and then kicking the garbage can and flattening the whole thing. It was, like, wiry. I flattened the garbage can. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm sort of out of control, you know. And just remember anger used to be a response to when I didn't get the love I wanted. So I still feel a little of it. It's just not as strong. So I love when we can see those connections with how we're reacting to things now with experiences that we had in the past. It feels like um, we get to relive it and change our responses, even though, you know, we don't have a time machine, but it just feels like we can change our response and and heal it both here and now and then. Time and space are an illusion anyway, right? Well, I just wanted to say, I just want to say thank you to everybody <laughs> who's dealing, who is in relationships. So that all your work you're doing, and um, because um, I'm not, that's something I choose not to do. And so I know I'm gleaning all my healing through you, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. And doesn't it all come down to self-love or how do we love ourselves? Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's and it one feels thing to me like it's... Okay, go ahead. That's one thing that came to mind when you asked what a special relationship in the whole relationship. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what came to my mind is that when you're in a relationship, to to get love, uh, to get love, and that's where you don't love yourself, and so you need it from someone else to boost yourself. Or when you're in a relationship, just because you love. 
love yourself in the relationship is love. I don't know. It is not clear, but. And I think it's interesting that we want somebody else to compliment us when we can't even compliment ourselves. And Lord mm-hmm. knows I've been there where it's like, just like you said, Angela, when you feel like you kind of felt like you really you look good for that boyfriend and then when he didn't say anything, it's like ourselves. It's, and I, I hope and pray we're all getting so much better at this that, you know what, I look pretty dang good and I'm I'm grateful for that and not need need mm-hmm. that validation from the other. And for me, the holy relationship is so much about just just what I forgot who said, just about that unforgiveness, about not judging the other person. It's like they not wanting, you know, that whole Jerry Maguire thing, you complete me, you know, I yeah, I, I, I'm over that. But it's more like, it's more like I'm the cake and they can be the frosting. You know, like just kind of together we're a little bit better, but each alone is just perfect too. Does that make any sense? I just, to me, it's about not judging and not wanting the other person to be different than they are because I can't change them anyway. I can barely change myself, let alone anybody else. <laughs> I know I can't change anybody else, so. Well, that stirs something up for me because I'm not in a relationship, but I have a biz- a friendship kind of business partnership kind of that, that we're when I tell people how it is, people are like, what? Are you still in that? And or whatever you're di- you're giving the money or whatever. And and the truth is, he it never, almost ever, not ever. That never is a word we're not supposed to use, but it's often the um the the money interaction between us when I'm pro- when he promises and he says it'll be done by this day or he says. This this is what this is what'll happen. Often, often, very often, it doesn't happen the way it's described to me. And I'm so I'm still thinking it's that way in my mind, but in his mind it changes. So what I'm getting to is he because my taxes for last year are not done still, and so we finally made agreement he's going to do my taxes for last year, and and then. I said, just let me know by the end of the day how much I owe, you know, because I know I'm going to owe. And uh, and it never happened. And the next day it never happened. And I'm like, I wanted to change whatever was going on with him, but then I just had to trust that whatever, it was fine. He's doing his best. He's doing his best and everything's going to be fine. And for the first time, he actually called me to tell me why it was late. <laughs> it was so amazing. Um, just to let it, just to love, just the acceptance and to be okay with it. I don't know where I'm going with that because it, it triggered it, you know, because it's taken five years, five years to get to a place where I just like, 
you know, I trust it. So it's all going to be fine. I don't know what anything's for and everything's going to end. And it's probably the first time I truly let it go and it shifted. I thought I'd let it go hundreds of times. Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think when we when we stop focusing on the other people or situations in our lives and focus on loving ourselves more, it's like the you know, we fill our cups and then we can give from the overflow. So it's that simple. If we love ourselves enough, Mm -hmm. then everything else is just like icing on the cake, (laughs) like we were saying earlier. I love that, Linda. That's great. Yeah, well said. I just have to give a quick update on my job. I absolutely love it, and I'm so grateful. And thank you all for all your prayers for all these months and years. And I'm just, I sometimes have to just pinch myself that I made it to the other side. (laughs) And I'm just very, very grateful. What does that mean? I'm not sure I know, understand what you mean. You want to pinch yourself that you actually did it or... Uh, that I didn't there, give up on my, that I didn't give thank you for asking that question, just there were times when I wanted to give up and settle, settle mm-hmm. for less than I I knew I deserved and just settle because I was scared and settle because I, I was sick of having faith and not seeing anything and not being able to you know, when you trust and have faith, but you can't see what's on the other side, it's really scary, and it's really mm-hmm. easy to give up. And I just, I just held on, and I'm just so grateful that I did because now, now I did it, and now I can see what the last two years have brought me to. And I'm just so grateful I didn't settle for another job that I would be so unhappy at when I'm 46 years old. And it was a career change, and it was a lot of stress, and it was all these things, and yet I was willing to have faith, I was willing to have trust, and so far, so good, you know, I mean, I'm trying really hard not to be attached to it, and to take every, I'm just, I just feel like I'm just full of gratitude every day, you know, and it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm working at a law firm that they only deal with birth injured babies and I heard I had my first case where the baby had died and it was a full term pregnancy and it was very it was hard. It was very very heartbreaking I guess you could say and yet I felt like I could be a light in that situation and I could be compassionate because I'm the referral nurse and I just I just felt like this is where I belong right now and, and I am being truly helpful which is what my my heart's desire is so it just feels good it feels good to and I'm not saying it's perfect and you know I know things are going to come up but that's all fine I mean at least I'm not stuck in a sales job that I hate and I'm not selling myself out for money because that did not Mm. feel good and it's perfect for you in this moment amen sister Mm -hmm. yes 
Yes, yes, yes. I love hearing that, that every day you bring gratitude to your job and you're grateful and and that's such a I, I, such a big impactful action mm. to take. Yeah, and I mean, it never crosses my mind to complain about something. I mean, I'm just so, because I'm so full of gratitude, you know, and one mm. of the young women had said something about another of the young women that had, she had called in sick, and she was just like, yeah, so-and-so calls in sick a whole, a really quite often, and I was just, well, like, she, I could just tell she, like, kind of wanted to gossip, and I just dropped that rope. I'm just like, oh, that's too bad. And I and I felt like I was being authentic, too. I'm like, gosh, I would hate you to, to be sick all the time like that. And then she just dropped it. You know, what do you say to that? I mean, it was perfect. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just, I'm not going to get caught in, in the place feels very quite positive anyway it doesn't feel real you know there's only 13 of us and it's just it's just a lovely environment so far so it's only been two weeks and and i'm i'm very grateful so okay linda your time for an update how's your mom doing mom's doing okay um I'm still trying to heal my mind about it. <laughs> I go through, it's like washing, watching the uh, waves wash up on the shore. I go through moments where I'm completely accepting of how she is and what the situation is. And then it, it seems like sometimes all it takes is for me to overextend myself or not get enough sleep and I go into that space where I'm judging the situation you know she should be eating better and she should be going to bed earlier and getting up earlier and you know she should be getting her own mail and so you know Mm. it's waves exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I'm making a big mess, <laughs> shitting all over myself. <laughs> but you know what, Linda, what you just said is that when you're tired or, and, and I know I've talked about this before, but just those halt conditions, you know, yeah. if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, don't even go into any type of situation that's going to trigger you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I can see why would. Possible. Yeah. But is it possible for you not to be not to be tired? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, some days it's not. <laughs> some yeah, days if I've true. I I've had things for whatever reason that kept me up later and I have a very early morning and a really full day and then I have to go to mom's after all of that to take out her trash and fill her pill containers and, you know, whatever. So I just have to be okay with when I'm feeling that way. And um, get over myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And have compassion for yourself. Right. What you're taking on is a lot, you know. Don't don't belittle that, I mean. Yeah. And then I I realize at times it's like, you know, when I am, when I do go into that space, which does not happen often, I'm grateful to say, of where I'm berating myself from because I was shitting on myself. Um, I I remember, you know what? You just lost your dad. So exactly. give yourself a break for crying out loud. You know, look at where your mom is because of this loss. So you're dealing mm-hmm. with it the best you can. You're all dealing with it the best you can. So just take a breath. <laughs> Put a chocolate chip in your mouth, damn it. <laughs> And, and why can't and why can't you sleep in? Oh well, some days I sleep great, but there's some days like when we have class, um, and I'm up until ten thirty, eleven o'clock listening to class, and then I have to get up at five thirty or six the next morning, and then I have like stuff I have to do in the morning, and then maybe I have dance class at night until seven thirty, you know, which is a two hour class. It's just you know. There are a few days of the week that are like that, occasionally. And um, so I over, I get overtired and overextend myself and, yeah. And, and, and really, you're cho- I mean, because I know I've chosen sleep over listening on Tuesday nights and that's just my personal choice right now because I'm Shame on you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'd listen the next day or the following day, you know. And But I know, and I've said that, that's one way I'm really kind to myself is I, right now, I'm, I'm willing to change this, but right now my body needs nine hours of sleep and I have to make sacrifices. I mean, I'm hardly ever on Facebook anymore. I have like 50 emails to look at, but it's, I recognize that it's, that I'm choosing, I, I'm choosing to, to get my sleep and to feel good at work right now. Not yeah. to say that might not change on Monday, but that's, that's it right now. Now watch, I'll be in the class on Tuesday. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It reminds me of when I was a little resentful about um, having to, feeling I had to lead, uh, uh, do the facilitating. Mm-hmm. And you guys said, did you have to? <laughs> mm-hmm. No one was holding a gun to my head. No, that's exactly it. I'm choosing to do it. I'm choosing to fill my schedule like that. But then... When I do it that way, I have days where I don't have to do anything and I can sleep in if I want to. And I don't know. It seems to work for the most part. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's the most loving choice. Sometimes we, you know, I know, Leslie, you like this. You, we get to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the attitude of, you know, I get to versus, and then sometimes it's, you know, a self-love not to do something. So that's your saying. So but sometimes it's a change of attitude of I get to do this. I get to be of service to someone. 
It's and a, I, I mean, just, it, it, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Philip. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay, I was just going to say, I just have really been into the 100% responsibility. That just, and it's still so good, I mean, to be a 100% responsible, it, it really is freeing in a lot of ways. Instead of feeling like the victim or feeling like I have to do something or I don't know. Without guilt, as Carla says, 100% responsible, mm -hmm. but no guilt, yes. you know. Mm -hmm. And I am willing to be there all the time. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we know about that, don't we? Oh, man. I and, am willing, know. darn it. I don't care. I'm still willing. I know I know. there's always that stuff that comes up that you're like, oh, my gosh, why did I ever ask for this? But I have to say I'm still grateful for all of it. And, Most of the time. And, <laughs> yeah. And, with, uh, you know, I'm in a different situation. Speaking of special relationships, and um, my, uh, Linda, you and I were prayer partners the previous time, and I think I began my conscious healing of my special relationship with my job with you, and then all sorts of shit hit the fan. So, um, but it's brought up a lot of healing, a lot of, um, you know, get to or, you know, choices and being loving with myself. And I'm just sharing that, yeah. It's. I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. It's a day-by-day -day experience. So. Yeah, it's not always pleasant, but I'm finding that it's worth it anyways. I'm grateful that's happening for you. So, guys, it's Angela. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, dri I'm driving, but I just, um, I wanted to add, because Carla shared some CDs with me, and I was listening to the nonviolent communication CD today. So, as you guys pointed out, the have-to word, um, but um, because it kept, when you were speaking, Linda, and when I speak, too, I have to catch myself, and, but it was like how it's, and, and Carla, maybe you can help me because I'm just listening, but it was like how it's like violent in a way. I mean, when we, when we perceive we have to do something Mm -hmm. You know, and then on the CD, it was a woman who was like, oh, well, my kids, like when they were sort of learning to plan it, like, well, disciplining our children, she said, well, there are things kids just have to do. Because I think the point was nobody has to do anything, and you can't make anyone do anything. And um, mm -hmm. so just like I'm from this CD, I was just really watching the way I'm using the language, but also how I, 
I think I have really, really advanced manipulation skills, <laughs> which are <laughs> which are being so disguised um, as certain things. But anyway, I'm jumping. But I, the woman who said there are kids, there are things kids have to do. Like I have to cook dinner every night, and then um, he, the gentleman is like, he's so gifted in getting people to share more and he just said well can you you know well you know you have a choice and then she decided not to cook dinner anymore and then one of her four sons were you know the two older sons I guess like one of the older sons was like went to the workshop and got to meet the facilitator and and he he said wow I'm so glad to see you and I was curious how are things happening in the house now that your mother has decided not to cook, and they're like, oh, we're so grateful because she's not complaining anymore, you know? And I don't know. I So this just came up when mm-hmm. when um, you guys were saying have to. and uh, But also, again, the way that I underneath sort of still want people to do things that I want them to do. Mm-hmm. So that, I'm just grateful for some awareness around that because... If it's viewed as it's being presented in this literature, it's like it's really violent mm-hmm. to not accept people and to manipulate them. Mm-hmm. So I could imagine being a parent and being like, oh, my God, because, because you know, I can look at my, my marriage, but I can already sense that with kids. And so anyway, I'm just bringing this up that I'm finding it really interesting. Um <laughs> And what yeah. that triggers for me is that all those times that I haven't been, that I have been violent and I have been judging, which is violence, I ha- it's not that I have. I'm interested, I am willing to forgive myself for all those times. And when I truly can do that, it's... It's so much easier to do it for other people. So much easier. And I'm glad you brought that up too because I have the um, nonviolent communication CDs. I have not listened to them yet and something that I would like to do. So I think since it's come up, I think this is the third time (laughs) that it's come up. Mm-hmm. I think it's something I'll, I will do this week is listen to those. And it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I'm probably a master manipulator too. <laughs> and I have to say that um, I didn't plan on my path. I, I was just willing. I just wanted to do something differently. And it just so happened that the NBC came up and it has been a really huge part of of my growth. I love the Course in Miracles. I love Jennifer and this whole community and everything. But, I mean, they're all pieces that have helped me um, get to where I am. But realizing the NBC is so, so good because I, I am not interested in increasing violence in the world. How do I do that? 
there's probably a million different ways, <laughs> but um, I do it by stopping judging one way. One thing that's huge is to, for me to stop judging. <laughs> I'm still working on that. <laughs> but thank you. Mm. Yeah, you're the only one with that problem. <laughs> yeah, but when I heal it, my I I just know that when I do truly heal with myself, when other people judge, it's not. It doesn't affect me the same way. The more I heal it, the less it bothers me and then the less it bothers me the more I heal it it's just kind of a, it just supports itself it's interesting repeat that circular statement the more I heal myself the less it bothers me and when it seems to happen or I don't notice it as much because, and the more I heal myself, the less it bothers me, and the less it bothers me, the the more I heal myself, because then I don't have to forgive myself for judging when it doesn't bother me. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I yep. clear? Yes. <laughs> and it's just, it's so interesting how that, I can't stop it. All I have to do is heal myself, and I, that's how I stop it. It's not being willing to do that, but although I'm willing to heal myself, it's like a cascade effect. It just more healing upon more healing. It's just so interesting. And there it is again. It's all about me. (laughs) 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 The the more I heal myself, the more I Mm. love myself the more loving I can be to other people. Mm-hmm. So it's all about me. <laughs> well, we're one. See? Exactly. <laughs> okay, it's all about I. So, guys, we're at the end of our hour and just take prayer requests or um, not sure if we want to do a a tag team prayer out. We start doing that sort of on Wednesdays, but um, we'll just give a little time for that. Anyone has requests? The moderator has left the conference. Okay, sorry guys, uh, Cheek hung up, and sorry. (laughs) Hello? Hello? 
Yes, okay, great. great. Carla tried to save the day, but um, I just pressed yeah. hang up with my cheek. Um, apologies. So if anyone is feeling moved to pray, uh, we still can. I would, I would still like to request, um, I know yeah. I did in year one, but I would still like to request prayers for um, Niger mm-hmm. and his mom, Mary. Whatever that healing is supposed to be. Okay. And I can start the prayer. Yeah, I like the tag team thing because Jennifer spoke about how we, we by just practicing, it increases. So anybody who's willing, I, I, I love that. I love that. I'll start. Um, deep breath of love and gratitude. It's in my hand and my heart. So grateful that we are one, that it is all about me. <laughs> that as long as I am loving to myself in whatever way I am healed and as I am healed others are healed and I'm grateful that I can share that healing and I'm grateful for the support and the insight that I receive from the community and these classes and these teachings. And I'm grateful to receive it and willing to receive it. And I pass the prayer. I'm grateful for the sharing and the unpeeling of the layers of unworthiness that we are all doing and the healing that we're doing. Grateful for the community, uh, well, Jennifer providing the space and the community that uh, shares and allows for this healing to take place. And, uh, and the path is getting smoother. Mm. And grateful for this. And we share this with everyone because everyone is looking for this. Mm. And I pass. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because I hear it in each one of us that we are letting go of judgment and expectations about ourselves and others and how life, letting go of what we think and how life should be unfolding for us and others. We are learning to live and speak and act from the heart and going within, going within where the master is awake and alert at all times, just waiting for us to to go within and ask and look and learn. Grateful that we all are on that path. And and that we're all sharing our healing with each other. 
Thank you. And I'm grateful for the power of communication that has been given to us so that we can mm-hmm. see that everyone seems far away but are so close and that we are all all one and that we are beginning to really believe that mm-hmm. and that that grows, that belief in the oneness. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just grateful for our paths and that we're here together and for the truth that sets us free. Amen. 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 Angela, I'm grateful you are part of our group. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Love week. Love you all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.